Welcome to Mormon Book Reviews, where an evangelical encounters the restoration. Very excited. Oh, and I'm your host, Stephen Pinecker, and I'm very excited to have back on my program, Chris Jensen, author of the book, Obscure Mormon Doctrine, Uncommon Beliefs of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, this is really cool because last year, I was scrolling through Reddit on one of the Mormon subreddits, and you were ta talking about your book. So I contacted you and said, hey, dude, you want to send me a copy? And of course, you and I, we didn't know each other. <laughs> uh, we didn't even know each other's names. Um, and we both kind of took on endeavors last year that led to you uh, publishing a book and me, of course, starting my YouTube slash podcast channel. And what a year it's been. Um, Chris, thank you so much for coming back onto the program. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you having me back on. So just real quick, folks, just a reminder, the merch store, mormonbookreviews.com. <laughs> um, you can get, we have Tons of stuff from phone, telephone cases to iPhone, iPod uh, cases to uh, hoodies. Uh, my friend Nathan Smith just bought a hoodie the other day. So if you want to support the channel uh, with the merch store, morenbookreviews.com. For those of you who support me on Patreon, on PayPal, I want to thank you very much for your financial support. Um, please, uh, if you like what I'm doing, consider becoming a patron or somebody who just wants to make a direct contribution via PayPal. So Chris, um, one of the reasons uh, we're having you back on is, um, first of all, I want to hear about what it's been like for a year now publishing your book, what kind of responses you got. But one of the reasons I'm having you back on is because you just, you just recently released an audio version of your book. Is that correct? That's right, Stephen. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Just, just last week, the audio version came out. So, you know, you and I talked about this. It's, it's kind of a, a logical time for us to meet again for two reasons, at least. It's been exactly a year since the book was published. And, um, and then uh, just last week, the audio, audio version came out. So it's the, it's the one year anniversary of the book. And then, uh, and then I'm excited about the audio version. And so the reason, I mean, I wasn't sure about the audio version. I had read a couple books about self-publishing and they recommended um, releasing you know, a book that you're self-publishing in as many formats as possible. But um, I thought that the audio version would be more difficult than it was. And so I, I ignored that advice and I didn't publish the audio version thinking it would be a hassle and probably expensive. Uh, and I wanted to see, first of all, I wanted to see how the book was received. And if, if nobody read it and it was ignored, uh, I wasn't going to put the money into the audio version. But in fact, what has happened is the book has done well. I mean, it's all relative. It's not on the New York Times bestseller list yet. <laughs> but it's done well in, in the sense that it hasn't tailed off. Um, it's held steady at about, let's say, two books a day. Wow. And then, uh, you know, which I think is pretty good for a self-published book on something as non-mainstream as obscure Mormon doctrine. Yeah. And if anything, it's slightly picked up. And so that surprised me because I figured, and, and I had read this, I figured what, what would probably happen is there'd be an, an initial interest for, you know, maybe three months, maybe six months if I was lucky. And then the interest would wane and that would be it. And I'd probably have to you know, go to the next chapter in these books that I'd read on how to revive your book, your book sales. And that has actually never happened with my book. Um, so 
eventually about 10 months or about two months ago after about the book having been released about for 10 months, um, I started looking into the audio option thinking, well, if it's selling, I might as well get it, get in, get into this for the long haul. And, you know, once I invest the money and the time in the audio version, it'll, it'll be there forever. And there's a, you know, so I don't know if I'm getting ahead of you here, but no, actually I'm curious. So what I would like for you to do is what we're going to do is I want you to explain, um, because there are people probably who are aspiring authors who are considering, uh, self-publishing a book. And I'd like you to explain, uh, first of all, uh, how, do, how does one go about get, doing an audiobook? And like, for instance, you're not the reader, you have somebody else reading it. So explain to me the process of actually setting up an audiobook. So it's actually very easy. There's a, there's a web kite, uh, website called ACX. And so if you just type in ACX or you type in audiobook Amazon, um, it'll take you to this website, ACX, I think, .com. And there must be a connection between that and Amazon. I've never researched it, but they basically make it as easy as they can, just like Kindle Direct Publishing does when you're trying to publish your own book. Um, you know, they've learned over the years that it's in their interest to make it as easy as possible for somebody like me. And all you do is, um, you know, you upload a few pages from the, from the transcript and then you uh, you put it out to bid, and people contact you. Narrators contact you if they're interested in potentially narrating the book. And so, in my case, maybe seven or eight people contacted me, hmm. and they read uh, you know they read two or three pages of the transcript. And what you can do is you can indicate the type of voice that you're looking for. And so I chose uh, authoritative. Okay, good. Uh, which I, I thought probably made sense with my book. And sure enough, I got, I got six men and one, one woman. And the men sounded almost too authoritative. I mean, it was interesting because I felt like I was back in the temple <laughs> or, uh, or a general conference, you know, listening to a general authority. Huh. And it, it kind of creeped me out a little bit. I thought it was, or, or, or you know, a voice directly from heaven. It was that authoritative. Some of these voices, they, they were excellent, but a bit too much. And so I ended up choosing the woman. Okay. Because she has an amazing voice. And um, I thought it was just perfect for, for my book. And that's how it, that's how it, it went. And so I chose her and then you, you know, and then you, you ask them what, you know, how much they charge per recorded, I think hour. Mm -hmm. And you negotiate that and then you, you know, you agree on a, on a price and then you send them um, sort of a sample that they do, or, you know, they record maybe 20 minutes and you check it and you okay it and, and, and you indicate any changes. And once you've okayed that initial 20 minute uh, recording, then they go ahead and, and do the whole thing. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't realize it was that easy that you can actually get it set up to uh that easily i, I think that's so cool and so those of you who have self-published a book uh there are avenues that you can use via through apparently uh, amazon some affiliation through, through amazon and so it all gets set up for you um that's really cool uh thank you for sharing that information with the audience yeah it's called acx and it couldn't be easier 
And of course, you can always decide to do it yourself, which mm -hmm. is another option. But, you know, I wanted somebody that was a little bit more professional and she had her own her own sound uh, editor and she does this professionally. And I think most of these people literally do this full time professionally. You know, so it probably makes sense if you're if you're in it for the long term and you think that the sales will benefit from from the audio version, having an audio version, then it's probably worth just finding somebody. So I, I'm going to ask you a quick question, and this is going to completely catch you off guard. But I'm wondering if there's a way that you could pull up the audio and I could do share screen and uh, we could play it for our audience. Uh, while you, if you can do that, um, do it. If not, we can, uh, we, I want to also, before we do that, I figured this would be a good time to ask you other questions. And then if you want to get it set up, we can do that too. And I'm going to do the share screen. So if you, if you want to do it, we can get it set up. Yeah, it's going to be hard. To just okay, then we won't do it. Without any warning. Yep, no problem. I should have thought of this beforehand. But, but, but either way. But, but Stephen, Stephen, listen, this is the answer. If you go to Amazon.com and you look up the book, Obscure Mormon Doctrine, it has a sample. Oh, great. Excellent. And so if you go to the audio version, you can listen to about 10 minutes of, of her narrating. Okay, great. That's awesome. So check that out. There's a sample so you can hear how that goes. That's really cool. Um, okay, now you wrote this book. Uh, you did you did some research. You decided, of course, what is the most fascinating things about your story is that or what I really liked about this book was I actually thought it was written by a true blue Mormon. Uh, it, it seemed like a relatively orthodox person who's very knowledgeable of the subject, who wasn't afraid to maybe talk about some of the more obscure and controversial things. One of the things I love about this book, and I make this real clear early on, was this is kind of like a obscure Mormon doctrine for dummies. It just gives you like a an index of, the, you know, small chapters just giving you, so I think if you're interested, especially evangelicals and those who want to, are part of the restoration, who want to know more about these things, it's a great resource to begin researching different doctrines within Mormonism. And so I just think this is a great tool to have if you're interested. So I, I, I just thought it was so interesting that you decided to write it in a way where you're not trying to be biased and you're not trying to attack, but you're just literally saying, okay, I'm going to publish uh, a, a, a objective, as best as you can, objective uh, resource for people to, to use to, uh, you know, try to study and understand a Mormon uh, doctrine. And I, the question I have for you is, you, this book's been out for a year now, what kind of response have you been getting from people and kind of feedback from people who have been reading the book? Um, well, you know, generally positive, but not, not 100%. Uh, so, like I said, it's, it's sold maybe 500 books so far within a year. And then it's sold, you know, there's something called, um, what's it called? Kindle Unlimited. And so if you, if you subscribe to that and you pay for that, then you can read for free. You know, you're paying a certain monthly fee. And there's been a lot of pages read via Kindle Unlimited, like 40,000 pages wow. of the book have been read via Kindle Unlimited. And so the sales have been pretty good, but then there's been a huge response within that Kindle Unlimited option. And, you know, I've got about 40 reviews, which I think is quite a bit for the first year. Yeah. And the average rating is 4.3, which I think is also quite good, mm -hmm. um, especially when you consider the fact that exactly what you said, the book, and this is this is something that throws some people off. You know, the book doesn't have an obvious target audience and that, and that hurts it potentially in terms of sales and in terms of reviews. 
you know, if you if you go to, uh, for example, if you go to Amazon.com and you and you look at uh, the latest book from President Nelson, you know, every review is five five stars, mm -hmm. which is exactly what you would expect because the intended audience is devout Mormons, and they're going to read the book and they're going to give it five stars. And then, uh, you know, and if, and if you did the opposite and you wrote an anti-Mormon book, again, you would attract critics and those that read it would give it five stars. Mm -hmm. And my book is, is neither one nor the other. It's, it's in the middle. And so it confuses some people because they read it and I'm not giving them, you know, I'm not giving them my angle. I'm not giving them any angle. I'm just giving them the, the information and they have to, they have to decide for themselves what to do with it. And that was the whole point. And so, you know, you end up getting people, I've had people on both sides, you know, want, some people say, well, this is, uh, this is not accurate Mormon doctrine. Although I've never received any substantive criticism of the, of the doctrine. Nobody has pointed out anything. And, and by the way, there's only three, literally three negative reviews out of, wow. out of 40. But, you know, one or two reviews said, well, this is not an accurate reflection of Mormon doctrine, but they don't say why. Mm -hmm. Because um, they, they wouldn't be able to, you know, it, it is, in fact, in my opinion, a very fair, even-handed presentation of the doctrine. You know, the one thing you could argue is that you could you could argue that, you know, some of the some of the points in the book represent old doctrine. Mm -hmm. But even then, it's important for the reader to understand how the doctrine has evolved, where it started, where it, where it has arrived at now, I think is very important. And even even if it's old doctrine, uh, supposedly they, they were prophets back then, too. Mm hmm. And they uh, and they were speaking the word of God. And so I don't think that's a valid criticism, especially because I never talk about old doctrine without discussing how it has evolved and how the church, the church's position currently is. Mm. Um, or I've had the opposite criticism. That it isn't hard hitting enough. Mm. Uh, you know, that there, there are aspects of the doctrine that I that I could point out, in, you know, in a more negative light. And I think that's a natural reaction when I'm when I'm trying to just present the information without any kind of agenda. You know, I don't want it to be propaganda. That's that's the last thing the world needs is more propaganda, pro or con, about the Mormon Church. And and that's what makes the book unique. It really is one of the few books, in my opinion, that is writ written in a very even-handed way. And yet, as you said, not a scholarly treatment. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a number of books about Mormonism that, that are even-handed, but they are scholarly, and the average person would never read them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I agree with what you said. I think if you're somebody who's either Mormon and you're, you're interested in aspects of the doctrine that, uh, that you don't know or maybe aren't discussed much anymore in the church, or if you're new to the religion, you know, you're not in the religion, but you want to know more about it. It's, it's a good introduction. Having said that, it is, it is pretty detailed. You know, I really try to make the style light and easy. But um, if you don't know one thing about the doctrine, uh, probably the best advice would be to not 
bite off more than you can chew, even with this book. And that's why it's 40 chapters, self-contained. Most of the chapters are relatively short because probably what will happen, you know, if you don't know anything about, let's say race and, and the Mormon attitude toward race, you can read that one chapter and give it the time that it needs to really digest it without getting overwhelmed. Hmm. And once you feel comfortable with, with that topic, you can move on to something else that interests you. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think it's a great introduc introduction uh, to, uh, and like I said, it's, it's, if you want to know what you're, if you're, a, you know, you come from a long line of, of Mormon stock, and you want to know what your great, great grandparents and your grandparents uh, were taught and believed, this would also be a great resource for you as well. And it also helps kind of maybe clarify things like, you know, there was a time when Adam God doctrine was taught um, and it was taught in the temple and uh, this, this we know. So if you don't know anything about Adam God, this is a good place to start. It does, like you said, doesn't overwhelm you. It's just kind of a good introduction to the, the topic. And like I said, it's done in a pretty objective manner. I mean, nobody can be 100% unbiased, but I felt like it was as pretty close to being as objective as you could across the board on the variety of topics that are covered in the book. Um, so, you know, I was just thinking, uh, I did a book review of this book, and I'll have you know that that book review that I did has, has the second most, it's, it's the second most viewed book review that I've done. <laughs> Astounding, astoundingly so. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why, to be honest. Um, you know, it's interesting about me. Uh, we talked about this a year ago. The fact that you didn't know me, I didn't know you. Um, I didn't know you because you were new to this channel. The channel was new. And you didn't know me because I live in Europe. I've, I've lived outside the US for almost 30 years. And so it's kind of an odd uh, project for me to undertake because I've been out of the church for over 30 years and I've been, I haven't even been in touch with the, with the, with the culture or the community for all these years. Although I do come back and this might be part of my, you know, my unconscious thought process. I do come back to Utah at least once a year to see my brothers and my parents. And so of course I'm always somewhat in touch with the topic, but you know, in terms of my belief system, I've been out of it for so long, you know, why would I write the book? And who knows me and, and why would they listen to me? I'm not an expert. Um, and then I just appear out of the blue. Just like me. <laughs> just like you. And there seems to be quite a bit of, of interest in what I have to say. Yes. And I think that's great. And I think, it, um, I think it's, a, it's a result of the material and of the quality of the book itself. You know, it's, it's obviously not, not because of me. And if you read the book and you just give it a chance, um, I think you'll find that it that it is a very, you know, well written, if I say so myself, accurate presentation of, of the doctrine. And one other thing I want to say is I don't actually agree completely with what you said that if I agree that if you want to know what my grandparents, what my great grandparents were taught about the doctrine, my book is a good place to start. Mm hmm. But this is stuff that was discussed when I was a kid. Sure. It wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it's obscure, kind of, 
but not completely you know mm-hmm. it's there it's always there and it was there it, it was much it was much more present when i was younger not to mention when my my grandparents were alive or my great grandparents it was there to a greater extent even when i was a kid than it is now mm-hmm. and it's still there mm-hmm. you know this doctrine has not been repudiated and if it has, then I say it in the book, but most of it has not been repudiated. It's still official doctrine. Mm. They just don't talk about it. Yeah, fascinating. You know, one of the things, uh, well, first of all, I think why the reason why the book review did so well is because the name Obscure Mormon Doctrine is going to get eyeballs. <laughs> and uh, I, I I was so, you know, when, when, I, when, I, when I started season two of, of book reviews, my very first book review was Rough Stone Rolling. And then I'm doing the stuff and I'm thinking, wait a second, why? why don't I do book reviews of some of the people that I've had on my program? So that's, that kind of cha- I changed course. And I, I think it made your day when, when that thing popped up unannounced, you had no idea that was coming. And uh, I remember getting emails from you. You were pl- really happy about that. So I, I just want to say, I'm so glad I was able to make your day. It did make my day. It, yeah. And, and I appreciate you for that. I really do. Without you, I don't know where the book would be. Wow. <laughs> That's so, so that's so cool to think. So uh, one of the reasons that we're also having you come on the program is in addition to, you know, talking about the audio book and also just talking about the process of doing all this and then what kind of responses you got is I also want to announce that Chris is going to be part of my Tuesday tangent sec- segment where, uh, you know, for those of you who I've done with Brent Ashworth and with Nathan Smith, where I don't even know what the topic is going in. Uh, we sit down, we, we shoot about some 20 minute segments. So I've invited Chris to come back. And what we're going to do is I'm going to have him uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to sit down and, I'm, and we're going to do about two, three, four episodes of he's going to pick a topic, a doctrine, whether it's in the book or maybe didn't make it into the book. Yeah. And you're going <laughs> to surprise me and you're going to say, okay, today I'm going to talk about this doctrine. And I'm like, okay. And then I'll just ask you questions. And I think it would make for a very fascinating uh, segment. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, just so you know, I'll probably go with with things that are in the book, because if they didn't make it into the book, um, I didn't I didn't consider them to be, you know, to to rise to the level. Got it. Yeah, I had that I had imposed on myself in order to make the book, uh, you know, credible. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to talk, you know, just just a little bit of a spoiler for, for these sessions, which I'm looking very forward to. I'm not going to talk about any doctrine that I don't consider to be tr- truly ch- church doctrine. Got it. But, uh, it, you know, but it, it will be lesser known beliefs, but still, you know, bona fide doctrine. Yeah. So I think it's going to be great uh, to do this. I'm very excited. You know, I was just thinking about, you know, 500 books. I mean, I know some of the publishers that I, I, I mean, I'm basically connected to 13 publishers now. Um, and just University of Illinois Press just jumped on. And uh, so I, I have re- resources now where they send me books all the time. Some of these publishers I deal with, their initial print runs for books are like five to 700 copies. I mean, I imagine there's some publisher listening right now thinking, man, I wish we would have signed up with him. Well, you know, it's interesting because the reason, one of the reasons why I decided to self-publish is because I published a book previously on legal writing which is what I do professionally. You know, I'm a lawyer, but I teach legal writing. And I published through the biggest uh, legal publisher. This was 20 years ago, or not 20, 15 years ago, LexisNexis. And, um, And so I had experience going through a big publisher. 
And um, that book, 12, 13 years in, has probably sold less, you know, fewer, co <laughs> fewer <laughs> copies than this book after one year. Mm. Of course, it stands to reason. It's, it's a book about legal writing, mm -hmm. which is even less interesting than a book on, on obscure Mormon doctrine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I didn't want, for various reasons, I didn't want to go through a publisher again. You know, they take basically all the profit. Um, they tell you, you know, they they basically tell you how it's gonna how it's gonna go. They control the advertising and the promotion. And and plus, I want to write some more books about legal writing that are more that are more practical. And so I wanted to get this experience of self-publishing. So so for future books, I would know how it works. And so that's been another great experience for me this last year as I've really learned uh, the ins and outs of self-publishing. So for people who want to self-publish, I think it's a really good option. Um, you know, you have much more control. Of course, you have to make sure the quality is there. Um, but uh, I, would, I would highly recommend it. So when I talked to you last year, I'd asked you if you were ever going to do any more books in this. And you said, no, I think I pretty much, you know, this is what I want to do. But I'm wondering... After a year and over 500 copies sold, one, are you thinking of coming out with a second edition or are you thinking of maybe doing another project about Mormonism now that you've seen that there's an audience or do you think this will be your, your only shot? No, no, this is my only shot. It's, it's out of my system. I mean, okay. it's, uh, it's, a, it's a topic that it was extremely interesting and fascinating for me to write the book. And actually it happened over years. You know, literally it, it probably lasted five years. The writing of that book because it was never my you know it was never my my livelihood and so it was something I turned to when I had free time and so it was just a really fascinating hobby for me but it's not something that I actually enjoy spending a lot of time thinking about and talking about okay because in my mind I, ha I have put this this these questions to bed mm -hmm. so um no I think you know I am going to write books about legal writing related to my profession, but I'm, I, I never say never, but I don't have any good idea, to be honest. I mean, maybe if you, if you came up with a great idea <laughs> and I liked it, I might, I might say yes, but chances are, are very slim that I'll write another book about Mormonism. So I have a question. Um, when you were doing the research for the book, um, were, did you buy a bunch of books for research or did you primarily uh, go online? Were you using PDF copies of books? Are you getting hard copies of books? Do you have this big library of books? I bought a lot of books. Um, I mean, if I could get the books, you know, LDS books, you know, the, these, these core sources that I was using, obviously I didn't have to buy. Mm -hmm. I mean, th that's a very interesting question. I don't think I said this in the last interview. If I did, I apologize to those that are listening for the second time, but do, do you know, Stephen, what a triple combination is? Oh yeah. Okay, good. So I, I still had my triple combination from from when I was baptized into the Aaronic priesthood, when I was baptized a deacon. For some reason, after all these years and, and be, being out of the church all these years, I still had it. Hmm. And I had it with me over in Europe. And so I used that triple combination, ironically, more than I probably ever used it over the last five years writing this book. Hmm. And so I had the scriptures, not counting the Bible. Of course, it's easy to, to find the Bible online. And then I had all of these other, what I would call core Mormon sources that I could access online 
didn't have to buy. I had a copy of, of Mormon doctrine from, from, you know, from Bruce R. McConkie, like almost everybody used to have. Mm -hmm. And so that was a good place to start. Otherwise, um, there's a really good book called This Is My Doctrine that I would, I would mm -hmm. probably consider the best book that I read in terms of helping me with my book. Mm -hmm. I don't think it sold many copies either, uh, probably less than mine. I mean, I think he has fewer reviews than I do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, those kinds of books, I bought a lot of them. And that, that alone took me a few years to just go through these various books, these various resources, and really try to pin down the doctrine before I started to write. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, I, uh, first of all, Chris, I just want to thank you so much for coming onto the program today. Um, and I'm glad to get the feedback. You know, a lot of people have told me, uh, bought the book. You know, I, I've heard from people. I get emails from people. I bought the book. Um, I, some one person was critical of the book, but but they were like, "Well, I already knew all this." I'm like, "Yeah, but this is this is for dummies. This is for an introduction to the thing." You know. But other than that, the response that I've been getting on the book has been really, really positive, and uh, I'm so glad that uh, you came on the program today. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'd, I'd just like to respond probably finally to that comment. I saw that comment, and I and and he and I wrote to each other. I, I really don't believe that um, even if you are really well-versed in Mormon doctrine, that you would know everything that's in this book. Uh, and I know from my own experience, you know, I grew up in the church, I was a missionary, um, and I guarantee that virtually without, without exception, there will, be there will be aspects of the doctrine in the book, no matter how knowledgeable you are, that surprise you. Or if you know it, you are a bit fuzzy. And that, that's the point of the book is even for those that are really knowledgeable, if you ask them, well, how exactly does this work? They stumble a bit. And so it's very, very interesting for people like that. Probably Mormon, you know, probably devout. Um, to really pin it down and, and help them understand what they're, what they believe or what they're meant to believe as Mormons and really get it clear. And that's what was so fun about writing the book for me. It, you know, for me, it, it wasn't a religious experience because I don't believe it, but it was a very interesting academic experience. Cause I, I always wondered, you know, well, how exactly does this work? Cause I grew up this way. And so I would dig and dig and finally pin it down and put it in the book as a basically as a service to the to the reader to finally get to the bottom of these different different aspects so i i can't imagine anybody reading this book and not learning at least one thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree i agree uh, yeah so this was great i really uh appreciate you coming on the program um is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before i let you go you think we covered everything? Um, you know, I thought I thought it would be interesting to just quickly mention how it's been it's been fun to have the book out there. When, for example, example uh, for example, this this series under the banner of heaven yep. came out, and before that, um, what was it called? Murder, murder among the Mormons. Murder, murder among the Mormons. And so it's fun when when these series come out, and then I get some feedback. You know, so for, so for example, with under the banner of heaven they talked a lot about blood atonement mm -hmm. 
And sure enough, you know, there's a chapter on blood atonement in my book. And so I actually got a lot of, a lot of feedback about that. And so that's been fun. Uh, oh, I know, did because... want to ask you another question. You said that you got 40,000 pages or 40,000 pages. Yeah. 40,000 when... Kindle pages read. Okay. So do you get money for that too? Yeah. Yeah. You get money for that too. I don't know exactly how it breaks down, but yeah, you get, you get a percentage from the fund. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Well, thank you for giving us the behind the scenes. I love this dude. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, and, and if you were, if you were watching that series, especially if you weren't LDS, you'd want to know more about blood atonement. And so there, that probably contributed to some of the sales of the book. Cause I... if you typed in blood atonement to Amazon, that book would come up. So, th so that's been fun. That's great. Well, Hey, this is, this has been great. Two, two unknown guys. Nobody knew who, who we were a year ago. Now, a lot of people know who we are. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and it's really cool that we've kind of taken this journey together. Um, it's been fun. And I look forward to doing our Tuesday Tangents uh, segments. I'm looking very forward to it, Stephen. So I just want to remind my audience to uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and don't forget to hit the notification button to be informed when a new video comes out. We are on all the major podcast formats now. Uh, so and we are working on getting the podcast caught up. We, we had a little snafu a couple weeks ago. Uh, so now about 25 percent of the audience is now listening to us on uh, the podcast as well. So thank you very much. Also support us on Patreon, PayPal. There will be links in the description. Don't forget merch store uh, and on mormonbookreviews.com. Again, everybody, thank you so much for watching the program and you all have yourself a great day.